there, folks. Matt Hunsaker here for the State Tax Show. Today, a quick update on MTC multi-state audits. I hope everyone is gearing up for a nice Thanksgiving. It's always a scramble these last few days before the holiday to get things done so folks can get out there and enjoy some time off. We are going to be a full house here this Thanksgiving. We're actually having a couple families come in from out of town, so we will definitely be bursting at the seams. And as a result of that, I'm sure I'll have some great antics to share next week. Today, I wanted to give a quick update on the MTC's Joint Audit Program. This program, if you haven't heard about it, has actually been around for a while, but few really understand it. And by a while, we are talking close to 50 years. It came out of Article 8 of the Multi-State Tax Compact. So it's been around for a while. But as I said, relatively few taxpayers actually have experience with these audits. There just aren't a lot of them compared to traditional state audits. And so today I wanted to talk about how a taxpayer might find themselves in one of these audits. When the MTC Audit Committee votes to initiate an audit of a particular taxpayer, they send out an authorization request to the states that participate in what's called the Joint Audit Program to see if they want to participate in that audit. Last I checked, there are, I believe, 27 states and also Washington, D.C. are in the joint audit program. After they authorize the audit, that's where the fun really begins. But what happens in the audit will have to be the subject of another show. What I want to focus on instead is some recent discussion on how a taxpayer actually gets selected for a multi-state audit. It's been a bit of a black box. The way it basically happens is in July, the MTC audit director sends out forms to the states to nominate candidates for joint audits. And by candidates, I mean taxpayers. The states are supposed to return those nominations by September And then later in November, the audit director sends a summary of all the candidates to the states that are in the joint audit program. Then in February, the states provide information on these candidates. And then the next month in March, they vote on which of those companies should be considered for a joint audit. So that's how you get in under the nomination process. And there are a few other ways to get in. For example, the Nexus Committee may refer a taxpayer to the audit committee. And also, taxpayers themselves can request to become part of a joint audit. Well, as you can imagine, taxpayers have obviously been quite curious on how they get the prestigious honor of being selected or nominated for a joint audit. And this came up in the audit committee's open session back on November 10th. And during that open session, the chair of the committee said that the committee wanted to draft a policy statement on whether the MTC can divulge 
the state that nominated a taxpayer for a joint audit and why they were selected. Well, here is the policy that came out of that meeting, and I'm going to give it to you verbatim, at least the relevant parts. The audit committee adopted a policy on November 10th, 2021, that MTC staff cannot divulge any nominating state's name or the reasons for any nomination. So basically, the black box continues on. I haven't put a lot of thought into other ways of getting this information. It just hasn't been a huge concern for me. But I do wonder if it's possible to get this information by making a a FOIA or Freedom of Information request directly from the states. Of course, that may raise its own issues with taxpayer confidentiality statutes. But if it's of vital interest to you, it might not hurt to try. Well, I hope all of you have a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe, and we will be back next Monday with another episode of the State Tax Show. The State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.